The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back in on the drive, we're very happy to be joined by the Plaid Prince, the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Pete, how you doing today, man? Feeling good. Feeling good. Getting set here. Pete, you look like a soccer father today. I mean, you got a nice parka on, baseball. You rarely wear a baseball cap. His minivan's parked out in the lot. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, someone said, You definitely drive a station wagon. I've never seen your car, but I'm going to guess you drive a Winnebago. Someone, someone said, An El Camino? Early, <laughs> definitely. Someone on Twitter earlier this year, I guess, had seen me at like a media scrum, and they said, when did Pete stop dressing like a barista and more like a soccer dad? So I, I don't think I changed my fashion to a soccer dad this year, but I guess so. Pete, there's actually a lot of stuff to talk to you about. Do you think the Chiefs are flying under the radar? I feel like... Yeah. They have a great quarterback. Their defense is turning the corner. They just make the addition of Terrell Suggs. And I understand that the national NFL media is talking so much about Lamar and they're the new kids on the block in San Francisco is the big surprise of the league. But I feel like right there in that next tier of teams right after Baltimore, Kansas City's kind of sitting right there. and They're not maybe getting the national respect that they deserve. No, they're not. And if it didn't come after they beat the New England Patriots. When's it going to come? I imagine if they go out into Chicago and win convincingly and you get a couple Mahomes moments, then they're officially going to be back on the radar. But right now it still feels like a little bit they can catch some people by surprise. Again, we'll see what happens on Sunday Night Football. We had this debate a couple of days ago, and I want you to weigh in on the debate. Sean is all in on the defense. I would consider myself to be cautiously optimistic about the defense. Why I am that way, I don't want to knock the Patriots for doing these things against lesser competition and then pat the uh, and then pat the Chiefs defense on the back when they slow down Derek Carr and Drew Locke the way that they did these last couple of weeks where I think their defense is certainly improved and now in the upper half of the NFL. But I still have my questions if they go up against a team that can really run the football and play smash mouth football if they're really equipped to stop that team. Yeah, I can understand that. And... The thing is, I mean, you only play who you play, so you're not really going to be able to get your confirmation until you get to the postseason because you have these two games here. You're not going to find out from the Bears game if they roll over the Bears. You're not going to find out from the Chargers game if they roll over Phillip Rivers on his last leg. But what if it's Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and then let's say they go to New England, then you might not find out what T-Dot's talking about until Baltimore in an AFC championship game. Exactly. At that point, I mean, <laughs> exactly. but, but, but then I would say at that point, what does it matter? You're in the AFC exactly. championship game, and then you just got to you gotta beat a team that you've already beaten earlier this season to go there. I'm just saying is maybe more than anything is 
I'm just not going to get too excited about you shutting down the New England Patriots offense that I think is bottom five in the NFL or Denver with a rookie quarterback in the weather. Like, I just don't know if I'm now going to say I'm fully bought in because of those two performances. And Sean's right. I mean, you, what you may end up facing is two games in a row against Lamar Jackson and then Drew Brees, and then you'll really find out if the defense is good enough. That's one of them good problems, though. If that happens, that's a very first-world problem. Right, and the thing about Lamar Jackson that's interesting, and it's one of those football cliches that you always think about, is you'll be trying to beat him for a third time in two years, basically. And I, It's tough. It's going to be tough. I, I think that's the way we're where we're headed. I think the Chiefs are, for me the best team in the AFC except for the Ravens. They give me the only question. They're going to have home field advantage. I think that's the AFC title game. We thought it was going to be Chiefs and Patriots, but I think it's going to be Chiefs and Ravens in Baltimore. Have the Chiefs faced the real Lamar Jackson, the MVP Lamar Jackson? Like I hear what you're saying. They have faced him twice, and he's 0-2 against the Chiefs. But have the Chiefs faced this guy? It's a fair question. I mean, I... It's it's this is another weird thing about the national media though too. They just ignore the fact that the Chiefs beat Lamar Jackson. They've done it twice, and then they say, "Well, the Ravens got better." Well, didn't the Chiefs' defense get better? Didn't they not have Tyree Kill in that game? I just I don't know. I I I'm as a football fan, a pure football fan. You take any kind of bias that I could have out of it. That's a game that you want to watch. That's a game that you're going to be, I don't care where you're from, I don't care who you root for, Patrick Mahomes versus this version of Lamar Jackson playing this well with both of these teams a little bit healthier. That's going to be the game of the year. What about a former Raven, now Chief Terrell Suggs? Does that do anything for this defense? I think so. I think it it provides an emotional boost. And something I said the other day, and I'll stick with it, is you have these leaders in the locker room, and it's all all young guys. It's Frank Clark in his mid-20s. Uh, same thing can be said for Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones. You finally bring in a 37-year-old who has actually won a Super Bowl, who's been through it, who's seen that it is possible. I think it changes the game, and that's from an emotional standpoint. And there was an absolute necessary need when you have Alex Okafor go go down. And you're not asking Terrell Suggs to be Alex Okafor for 16 games. This is two games in a playoff push, and everyone seems to play a little bit harder. Everyone seems to dig a little deeper in the playoffs, and I think you can get that from Terrell Suggs. Really quick, Pete, before we move on and kind of talk about Suggs, I do want to get into Suggs. I think what makes the Chiefs match up so well against the Baltimore Ravens, of all the teams in the AFC, they are the only team that I think is capable of building the lead where it forces the Ravens to be one-dimensional. You think back to that game the first time they played each other, The Chiefs had such a strong second half that the Ravens were playing from behind for most of the game. I don't really know if Houston's offense can do that. I know that New England's offense can't do that. I would say Buffalo can't do that. I think that Kansas City is the only team that can really speed Baltimore up and make Lamar throw the football. I don't know if any other team in the AFC is capable of doing that. Well, that's why Patrick Mahomes and the snow game may go down in history, depending on how this goes, as one of the most memorable games. Because that's the game when you started to see the Mahomes we were used to, I think, last year. I'm eager to see if he can build upon this last game's effort in Chicago and continue to look like that dominant MVP caliber guy who's healthy, who's not really thinking about the injuries, who's stepping up in the pocket, who's getting a little cocky as he slides and does a little shimmy when he gets up. To me, if Mahomes can play this well down the stretch and then you roll over with all these teams going into Baltimore, and you're right, you get a little bit of a lead there, you make the Baltimore Ravens one-dimensional, Lamar Jackson starts to look a little bit more human, and you have the right quarterback to maybe defend that. 
Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll go rapid-fire questions with him. So if you have some questions, go ahead and text them in right now. Text line 69306 and go ahead and get them in the queue, and we'll do that coming up in just a little bit. Back to Terrell Suggs. Can you think of a move that has been this universally praised from media and Chiefs fans the way this move is? Like, I haven't seen one single opposite opinion other than you guys' series, which is based on having opposite opinions. Everybody that watches and follows the Kansas City Chiefs or follows the NFL appears to all be on the same side about what this move means. We did a poll on AP because we try to keep a, a, you know, a pulse of the fan base, and we always get a couple thousand answers, which is good. I mean, we, our traffic's pretty high, but that's a good response rate. And I think it really does paint a picture. I've noticed on AP that after we get about 1,000, it really doesn't shift much. And this was in the high 90s. I think it was 97% of an approval rating the last time I checked. That is unheard of for such a what would usually you would think would be a controversial decision. I just think it was easy. I mean, there was a need there. The only two circumstances, at least in my mind, are A, he's a little bit older and the playoffs come. He is not in as good a shape as you thought, and he's invisible, and at least he provides that mentorship in the locker room. Or B, he makes a difference. He makes a play that you remember in the playoffs that gets the Chiefs to the next round. He makes a play in the AFC title game. I love a moment that I fantasized in my head about of Lamar Jackson down six going for the end zone with no time left as he runs there, and then you have Terrell Suggs tackling him, and it's just a a poetic ending to this. All that is possible. I'm eager to see how this plays out. This is a major, major storyline now heading into an AFC where it looks to us, it looks to – it's starting to look to the national media like the Chiefs and the Ravens are the two best teams in the AFC. I just think like it's our job to be able to kind of argue and see the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the other side is in this uh, in this situation of signing Terrell Suggs. Like whatever boxes that you have checked for veteran player uh, being added to your team at the end of the season, he just checks all of those boxes. Like it makes so much sense. And what excited me the most about this move is This is something that I think legitimate Super Bowl contenders do. Then we saw the teams that put the claim in. And this is a move that we've seen the Patriots do for 10 years. They did the same thing with James Harrison a couple years ago when he got cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is just what the Chiefs should be doing at this stage of where they are as an organization. You're giving up nothing but money. A couple hundred thousand dollars. This is a textbook definition of low risk, high reward. Unless you come up with a preposterous reason like, oh, is he a double agent? Is he going to tell the Ravens what the Chiefs are doing? Like, stop that. Just stop that right now. No, I mean, he's excited to be here. He is joining up with Andy Reid, who, I mean, I've seen players come through Kansas City, you know, even with Marcus Peters and that debacle. Afterwards in an interview, he said, me and Andy Reid are really cool. He's one of the, you know, that's the closest I've come to seeing, like, a player and a coaching staff maybe not like each other following it. Hey, players love to play for Andy Reid. So all it took, according to Reid and, and Suggs today, a conversation, and he was on board, and I expect that. How could you not be? I mean, you want to play with Lamar Jackson. I get that. If there's a next best thing this year, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's Frank Clark. It's playing with this defense and Tyron Matthew because we talked about this culture. The culture needs to change on the defensive side of the ball, and they changed coordinators. They changed leaders. They changed schemes. They drafted players. A lot's gone on. I think the guy that's had the biggest impact is Tyron Matthew, and I don't know where this defense or this team would be without that dude. Right, and part of it is he he makes other players better. I think Juan Thornhill is much better right now because of Tyron Matthew. Not to say that he wouldn't be having a good rookie season. I just think he's just so far advanced because Tyron is on him all 
the time. And I think the same could be said for some of the other younger cornerbacks in the secondary. I think outside of Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthews proven to maybe be the most important player on this team. Right, and 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 that was a huge hole, right? A huge vacancy when you end up having to cut Justin Houston and Eric Berry, who used to fill those positions. You needed to bring in leadership to go along with Chris Jones. It wasn't going to be Chris Jones alone here. And Tyron Matthews said from day one, you know, I'm going to come in and be a leader for this team. We talked to Tyron right after the opening presser, and he had talked about a phone call that Patrick Mahomes had with him where – Pat Pat called him up and said, listen, I got the offense. I've been needing a defensive leader, and you're the guy. And he's taken that to heart, and he's done nothing but delivered to this point. I think that Tyra Matthew has been the perfect free agent signing. Yeah, I can't think of when we first found out they were actually signing him and all the conversations that we had better about— Better than Sammy? Yes, 100% oh, better than Sammy Watkins. Okay. About what he was going to be as a player. He has been exactly that. Like, if you want to talk about yeah. bang for your buck value and getting a certain player and having him live up to the expectations, Tyron Matthew has done that and some probably. Yeah, no doubt. And and finding a guy in free agency and when you pay a lot of money, there's always a risk there. And it doesn't it feel like, too, in sports that a lot of times it doesn't work out more than it works out? Oh, yeah. This is perfect. This was the perfect signing. He was the right age. And I think there were the signs were there, and you just had to see if it if it came to fruition. But the fact that Houston made him a team captain with just one year there it, that spoke volumes to me. The fact that Bill O'Brien this offseason was like, we really wanted to keep this guy. They end up not. Not to say that it has anything to do with it, but they get rid of their GM after they get outbid by the Kansas City Chiefs. All the signs were there, and this guy, like I said, has done nothing but delivered. I anticipate him to be voted as a postseason captain for the Chiefs. Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. Coming up in five minutes, we'll go rapid fire with questions. So if you want to go ahead and get your question in, text line 69306, Chiefs or otherwise, we can do so. Just be sure to go ahead and text it in. Sean and I are on different sides about McCole Hardman and maybe his development as a player. He only has four targets the last four weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think at this time, we started to see Tyreek Hill kind of be used less as a gadget player and more as a wide receiver. I don't think that's happening with McCole Hartman. I certainly think he has a bright future. I think he's an impact playmaker. I'm not saying that he can't have an impact in the playoff game the way we saw in the game against the Patriots, but I think now expecting him to be on the field for 40, 45 snaps of a playoff game or getting seven, eight targets, I would say that we are past that point with McCole Hartman. Call me crazy. I just think there's something going on here. I, I think there, there might be some kind of package, some kind of, couple plays that Andy Reid has in his pocket where he's going to unleash Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman at the same time for our bulk of snaps and the opposing defense is not going to have it seen it they're not going to know what to do and they're going to catch somebody by surprise when they really need a win maybe that won't be until the AFC title game I just got to believe I mean you see what he can do with the ball in his hands and I wrote a whole article on it last weekend about how he should play more and the Chiefs Responded to that, but I think playing him 11 snaps, so uh, that was pretty silly. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I still push this guy. This guy needs the ball in his hands more. He's been more effective with the ball in his hands than Sammy Watkins. The Chiefs have other weapons, and he's just behind, been behind a few guys. I think there's a lot of teams in the National Football League where if McCole Hardman had been on it, at this stage of the game, he'd be getting close to 100% of the snaps. McCole Hardman has twice as many touchdowns as Sammy Watkins does. Right. And he's second on the team in touchdowns, only behind Tyreek Hill. And we're talking about a rookie. I'm not saying he deserves his Pro Bowl nod, but he's been really, really good. Which rookie do you think's had a bigger impact, Hardman or Juan Thornhill? Yeah, it's a good question. 
it's easy to go to the touchdowns, but I just think the amount of snaps that Juan Thornhill has gotten and, and eaten for the Chiefs, I mean, they were really, I think, soft at the safety position. The fact that he's been able to come in and sort of replace those snaps that would have otherwise went to Daniel Sorensen is huge. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's not always a statistics thing. The Chiefs really, at the time, and you can go back to that whole story during the summer, they didn't necessarily need a wide receiver, but who knows if they really knew that. And so they go and get one. Lo and behold, I, I think you got to give it to Juan Thornhill. How close are you going to be watching Buffalo at New England on Saturday? I'll be watching it, man. It's 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 big for the Chiefs. Um, that's the game. I I really think you know, we're we're all in Kansas City Bills fans. We we'd like to see the Bills do it, and I think they can. I think the Bills have shown you now during this stretch, especially that they're a legitimate threat. And New England, at least the past few weeks, has has looked to be a little bit vulnerable. And this is Buffalo's chance, really. I mean, they could even get themselves back in the division conversation. So, yeah, it should be a good game. And I think I speak for all of Kansas City in saying, let's go Bills. Last question here, Pete, at least regarding McCole Hardman. Do you think that Andy's lack of trust for young players is maybe what's crippling him? Because aside from being the dynamic one, you know, big play, long yeah. touchdown, they've never really shown McCole Hardman trust outside of when Tyree Kill was hurt. And since Tyree Kill has come back from injury, I mean, the last six games for the for McCole Hardman, zero catches against Minnesota, one catch against Tennessee. He had the long touchdown play, you remember, in the middle of the field, two catches against the Chargers, zero against Oakland, one against New England, the long touchdown, and then against Denver, he had one catch. Like, he hasn't really been a significant member of the offense aside from one catch, long touchdown in two of their games. I think it could be. I, it's hard for me to blame that when in being here, I've seen uh, Mitch Morse as a rookie be the center for this team. I've seen Kareem Hunt be the lead running back, and these are different situations. But, yeah, I mean, it could be a, a lack of trust in them not being veterans, but at the same time, I think I've just seen too many rookie contributors over the years to think that, okay, um, I, I, I don't know if it's an experience thing. Pete, do you know what time it is? What's up? Random question time with Pete Sweeney. Hit it, BK. <laughs> Pete, do you think Sammy Watkins can be more involved as the team moves forward? <laughs> oh, you're serious? No. Sorry. No. What What would give you that indication? There's no indication that he deserves to be on the team next year. You can't pay him that price. I don't think the Chiefs will. I think they let him walk. If there's a definitive answer that we can come to an agreement right now about McCole Hardman, it's that he allows them to say goodbye to Sammy Watkins. I mean, see that. Is there going to be a 10 sitting at a bar and she's going to come across the bar to come talk to me? Probably not. I'm not saying it's completely impossible. It is Christmas. And probably not. Christmas is a time for magic. Is yes. It thank you, Pete. I just want to point out that you had Sammy Watkins having 1,000 yards at the, uh, before the beginning of the no, season. No, after week one. After no, he had 200. BK! After, he, after he had 200. Wait, I can play the audio. I vividly remember 1,200 yards from yeah, Sean. I can play the audio. Don't do Sammy like this. That was your guy. For I lied. Time, Sammy Watkins nearing career highs. In? Games missed. <laughs> Games played, actually. <laughs> Uh, text line 69306. You have a question for Pete Sweeney, and it's a good one. I'll ask it to him. Pete, do you have an air fryer? I don't know. I actually just, I will tell you, you know, since you asked, I just got a uh, slow cooker where you can cook chicken a mm-hmm. little bit slower. Very excited about that. You know, really. You have you used crock it yet? Pot? Crock pot, yeah. Like a do pressure you call cooker. It a slow co- no, a pressure cooker is very different oh. from a crock pot. A, crock- a pressure cooker is a fast cooker. You get <laughs> things done in like 30 minutes. A slow, a cooker. slow cooker cooks things very oh. slow. It takes yeah. like eight hours. Eight hours. Okay. Yeah. 
slow cooker. You put it out whenever you go to bed. You get it whenever you wake up. You put it in the fridge. This guy, you're good this to go. guy knows. Everything's, you, everything's good in the crock pot. We know what you meant, Pete. Text line <laughs> six. Is being rude. Yeah, text line, text line six nine three. You just got a crock pot. What do you think is the Chiefs' Achilles' heel? The Chiefs' Achilles' heel. A really, really good running back, and a game where. He is dominating, and you and you make a few mistakes early. We've seen the Chiefs fumble from time to time, so it's that combination where running back really takes takes a hold of the game early, and you make a few mistakes. What do you think could be their fatal flaw? Second level of the defense, um, interior OL maybe could be that. You know, this that, text comes in from nine one three nine oh. Oh, that's me. Uh, what are the chances Darwin Thompson is significant the rest of the season? Low. They don't, you know, and this goes back to CDOT's point. It, it does seem like Andy Reid is hesitant to really give McCole Hardman and Darwin Thompson true roles. I think last game was a step in the right direction, but now, I don't know, Damian Williams reenters the mix, so you wonder how much they use him. Do the Bears do anything that worries you? Man, I don't know. I, you can't. If it's Mahomes versus Trubisky, who are you picking in this game? Everyone knows who's going to win this game. Can I give you a theory? I would love a theory. I a love small theories. theory. Turn the music down real quick. I like theories. I got a small theory. Let's hear it. Is there anyone in the NFL who knows the Chiefs offense better than Matt Nagy? Anyone in the NFL who knows maybe. No, you're right. I would say I was thinking Peterson, but Nagy would be better than that. So with that defense, is there a way that the Bears maybe match up really well against the Chiefs and it becomes a low scoring game? That's a coin flip on the road. Their defense hasn't been that good this year. I just think the Chiefs have too many weapons. But, yeah, I mean, it's possible. What do you say makes sense, though? Because there's not a lot of reasons to argue for the Bears. Not their offense, not their defense, not their special teams. But their coach was here for a long time, had a lot of success last year, knows the ins and outs of this offense. So I wouldn't be surprised if he slows them down more than maybe another random coach would. I just think that the way Mahomes has started to play, and now you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey playing really well, it's like, oh, yeah, I spent a lot of time with Mike Tyson. I know his offensive game plan. Now let's get in the <laughs> ring. Am I going to beat Mike Tyson? I don't I don't know. Do you think that we're going to see the Patrick Mahomes that we saw on Sunday pretty much the rest of the way? I do. I do. I think he's finally confident in, in the injury, and I think he's worked through some of his troubles the past few weeks, which has been uh, confidence in the pocket. Text line 69306, do you think the Chiefs acquire a significant running back via the draft or free agency next season? You can I, tell me he's back up, BK, if you want, BK. Yeah. I just want people to hear my theory. I can't think without the music. Okay, now I can think. Yeah, I think I think they end up getting a running back that they can trust. When you have a season in which, what, you have different s- starters with different amount of snaps all year. You don't know if it's McCoy, Williams. Sometimes it's Darwin, which I love. Yeah, I think they go and get someone they're a little bit more sure of. They get Le'Veon Bell, and he comes in every week and does a segment called Le'Veon and Levine right well, here on the drive. You could go bowling with Le'Veon, maybe a double date option. Absolutely. <laughs> Text slide 69306 is actually a really good question. Would you rest the starters in the final week of the season if the Patriots win on Saturday? You can't. I mean, it's the Miami Dolphins. Occasionally they'll get upsets, but I would have someone in my ear with the score where if the Patriots start blowing the Dolphins out or something, you know, because they'll play the games at the same time, I'm assuming, so they try to play the starters. You take them out in the second half if they're up four scores or something. You have to play. You have to play your starters like the Dolphins are going to upset the Pats because that week off would be just it's enormous. It's hard to win in the playoffs, and a free win's a free win. I hear what you're saying, but 
The Miami just, Miracle. Yeah, they're not, but they're not losing to them. So just a little Christmas magic, a little control, magic. Controlling what you can control and giving your team a buy in Fear week the 17 beard. would make a lot of sense to me. Fear the beard. Are you a Star Wars guy? Text line asked that question. I didn't ask. Sorta. I'm not into this new school Star Wars. I liked watching it when I was younger, and it's just gotten. There's been. There's too many of them now. Have you watched The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? No, I have not. You know who The Mandalorian is? No, I do not know actually. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Don't tell us. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. To. You've watched? Yeah, please it? don't do. That. No, but I know who it is. Didn't Lashawn McCoy? How but, do you know? You haven't spoiler. seen it. For fans oh, of the okay. show, I may or may not do a very average impression of this character at times. But I'm not going to give any more away. Okay. Well, you just told him. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Not Jar Jar Binks. You said that. I didn't say that. Oh my! I didn't say that. There is no way. Maybe it's Mini Yoda. It's Mini Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Get it right. Baby Yoda. You just pissed off Cedar. You see that? The slow Baby Yoda. And little Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda. It's Baby Yoda, bro. No, it is Baby Yoda. Uh, that is our guy, Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. He's just an overall swell guy. Thanks a lot, Pete. Hey, thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, are the Chiefs flying under the radar? We'll answer that question. Coming up, it is The Drive. The Drive. 610 Sports Radio.